It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Welcome to the Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and I am so grateful to have on our show today, Erin Cox. Erin is a self-help author, life coach, and mother of three who advises mothers on how to live more balanced, joyful, and healthy lives. Erin's new book, One Hot Mama, The Guide to Getting Your Mind and Body Back After Baby, will be published by Hay House in the fall of 2012. Erin has worked in water resources, science, and engineering, and she has also become an expert in leading a balanced, healthy, and fulfilled life as a mother through her personal experiences since delivering her first child nearly six years ago. Married to an Air Force 515 pilot, or excuse me, F-515 pilot, Erin has moved four times since her wedding 10 years ago, and as a result, she has bonded with and learned from mothers all over the world. Erin believes wholeheartedly that motherhood is one of the most beautiful blessings that life has to offer, but it also presents a multitude of additional challenges for self-care and personal development. Erin's mission is to love, nurture, and support moms so they can love themselves, live their best lives, and better care for their families. Erin, I am so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. This is such a great opportunity. And uh, just to elaborate on uh, Edie's really gracious introduction, I just want to say, you know, my experiences living all over the country, married to an Air Force guy, um, what I realized is when I had my first child that I felt like I was a really put-together person. I felt like, you know, I was overall really happy, organized. I I thought I had my priorities all aligned in my life. And becoming a mother just made me realize that um, there are things that come along in your life that just totally make you question everything. And motherhood was a lot harder than I ever imagined it would be. Not that it's not fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's the most wonderful thing, but it really makes personal growth a little bit more difficult. And uh, sometimes when you're so busy and you're so consumed by these children, you just start to feel like you're losing yourself. And I saw that, you know, living on military bases and seeing a lot of women who not only gave up themselves for their husband's career oftentimes, but also then this role as a mother, I just, I felt like there were not a lot of resources out there to really encourage and and just love and support moms in still living that dream that they have and and following their purpose and and living a spiritual life and a fulfilling life while raising raising children. So, um, Um. 
That's great, Erin. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what started my passion for supporting moms, and, and the, it's the reason I wrote my book and, and everything I've been doing in the past few years. And and Erin, how exciting! I mean, um, I was mentioning um, you've been—I know you've been working really hard. You've got a—I mean, speaking of of you know, sort of um, finding more balance um, with, with so many things going on. I know you've been—you uh, just finished up a book that's coming out, and um, I know you were talking about um, sort of finding that balance with um, spirituality. Um, in the midst of everything, and I was wondering if you could maybe, um, first of all, congratulations. Um, that's so exciting about your your book, One Hot Mama. Um, I can't wait to read that myself. Uh, and but I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more. Um, what are some of the ways that moms can keep in touch with their spiritual sides, and also just um, you know how did you how did you find your balance again um, yourself uh, to sort of help our listeners along here? Well, you know. There is a time in your life when, you know, you've, before having children, you have a lot more time to yourself. And what mm-hmm. I found when I became a mom, I let anything that wasn't absolutely necessary sort of go by the wayside. And for me, exercising was important, socializing was important, but I didn't realize how important my spirituality was to me. And and not just in the angle of going to church or religion, but that being centered, you know, and that real relationship with a higher higher being, whether you call it God or for me, I really needed to become more centered. And so I had a few things happen that, that really forced me inward. And what I started doing is waking up before my family about sometimes it's only 20 minutes, sometimes on a really good morning I wake up an hour early and I take the time to meditate and pray. And, you know, that feeling of being overwhelmed and frazzled can start the morning, the moment you wake up. If you wake up with your kids, you know, you're just rushing right away to kind of get the day started, get everybody ready. But I find on those days when I wake up early, I make myself like a really wonderful cup of coffee or a cup of tea. I do some spiritual reading and I do a little uh, meditation. I probably try to meditate for at least 10 to 15 minutes minimum. And it kind of just leads right into a prayer. And the mornings I, I get this important aspect of my life in, I feel connected to God. I feel absolutely centered. By the time my kids come running down the stairs, I am honestly feeling like I can handle anything. And on the days when I've stayed up too late writing or, you know, I'm a little out of balance in my life, I I do have those days where, you know, I just feel like I'm like a rag doll, almost just being carried through my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a funny story, you know, I've got a, a sister-in-law who's, who's a very spiritual person. We are having coffee recently, and I, and I asked her when she felt most beautiful, and, you know, just because I'm always asking moms different questions for my book, trying to gather intelligence. And she's like, I was thinking she's going to say, oh, you know, when I get my hair highlighted or I, I get some new mm-hmm. lipstick or something like that. But she said uh, she feels the most beautiful when she's spiritually focused and centered and when she takes the time for prayer and solitude. And she is a mother of two, and she's about to have her third baby. And she really makes it a priority in her life, too. And she said she feels most beautiful from the inside, more authentic beauty, when she takes the time to get centered every morning, or for her, I think she does it a few different times throughout the day. And she think, she said that the rest of her life, even her relationship with her husband and the way she mothers her children just falls into place. And I feel like I, I experience something similar, you know, just a sense of calm and I'm not as reactive. I feel like I'm able to put that space between myself and my reaction when I'm calm and centered. But there are a few different types of meditation I really like to do. Um, 
sometimes I just like to do a mindfulness meditation where I just observe my thoughts. You know, I just sit there and basically let thoughts come in my mind and go out, and I try to do some visualization techniques, like imagining my thoughts like they're clouds going through the sky, and they just come in and go out. Uh, Sometimes I just do a breathing meditation where literally all I do is focus on my breathing. I love doing some guided meditation, and if anybody um, wants to contact me, I can give you a few of my favorite guided meditations. Uh, If I'm tired or, you know, I just feel like I need a little extra support, a guided meditation is an awesome way to, you know, be able to focus your mind and go through this whole process without um, getting distracted. Because as a mom, you know, you've got a lot on your mind. (laughs) Most women do. It's not just moms. You know, really, all of us that are busy, you know, we've got so much going on that our heads, it's hard to get them clear. So, you know, I really am a huge fan of guided meditations. And there are even some iPhone apps now that mm-hmm. can lead you through different guided meditations. I've got one that you can say, I've got five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. You can have music or no music. You can just have mm-hmm. a voice. Um, it, it's just really awesome. And so if you do research, oh, I've yeah. done a lot of research on meditation for my book, and there are so many health and health benefits and you know, improves your um, your ability to think clearly. It reduces your chances of having heart disease, cholesterol, uh, and it even reduces chronic pain, things like that. So I'm just I can't I can't recommend meditation enough. And yoga. Wow. Yoga is the other thing. Mm. I, I really believe yoga kind of in that same you know venue. It's 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 the type of thing you can get really just hooked to because of the feeling of centeredness and calm after a good yoga class. Whether you do it at home. You know, you have a practice that you follow at home or you go to a, I love doing yoga classes because I love that community spirit or even if it's just a video, you know. Mm. I think you get the same levels of relaxation and you get the oxytocin and the, the different relaxing hormones being released through your body and the happiness hormones as well. And isn't that just, I mean, I what I hear you saying, Erin, is, you know, um, is that this is, I mean, I know that you really specialize in helping women um, in, in many, in helping mom in many areas, um, but, but part of it is self-care. Um, and I know that this sort of um, kind of feeds into that, doesn't it? Um, you can't oh, really, you can't really take care of others, you know, and your children and your your husband um, the, to the best of your ability if you if you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, you, you count too, and um, I think this is. Um, this seems to me like this is one of your huge gifts um in you know from what I know of you is is off, is helping is helping moms with this you know i i can 't stress that enough and and thank you because I feel like I see women it 's kind of our natures oftentimes to take care of people, and sometimes you know when you 've got a child who 's really demanding and and you feel like your house has to be up to a certain level and and so you give give and you know really. Mm-hmm. You can wear yourself so down that you don't you're not giving your best anymore, and so mm-hmm. I think really to live your life most fully to feel your best to give your best energy and to be able to love most freely, you really have to take care of yourself. The first two steps obviously that I mentioned are are two really important ones meditating and doing yoga I think are huge, and it doesn't have to be yoga if it, if you want it to be you know Pilates or walking or I think exercise is a huge part of it. But I think one of the first keys, I did not realize how important sleep is until mm-hmm. I had kids. Mm-hmm. And you start, losing, you, know, you start missing sleep and you realize yeah. what it does to you. 
But then when you do research on what sleep does to you, you know, the ugly side effects are absolutely intriguing. You know, it, it, it mm-hmm. contributes to moms feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, exhausted. And it actually mm-hmm. really makes, if you're in a place where you're trying to, let's say you just had a baby, you're trying to lose weight, which is what I focus a lot on in my book, mm-hmm. sleep deprivation really impairs your ability to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your body, you know, has all these built-in protection mechanisms. So when you have an adequate rest, your body makes you feel hungry, even when you've had enough food, because of two different hormones. There's one called ghrelin and one called leptin. So two things happen. First of all, the level of ghrelin increases, which makes you feel more hungry, and simultaneously the levels of leptin decrease. So, and leptin is the hormone that makes you feel satisfied. So basically you've got kind of two things working against you. You're, not, you're going to feel more hungry and you're not going to feel as satisfied after having a normal-sized meal when you're really tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, I, could, I could talk about sleep for a long time just because mm-hmm. it's sort of become a passion of mine, realizing how many women burn the candle at both ends, myself included. You know, we, we feel like after we put our kids to bed, it's when we do all these different things. We stay up late trying to, um, you know, connect with our husbands, watch TV, read books, trying to fit a lot in. But really, if you're not getting enough sleep, you know, that's, you could, it, can, it also is known to make you more moody and emotional and feeling overwhelmed and sort of things you really want the least. So I think when it, ta- when it comes to self-care, that is one of the most powerful tips I can recommend is getting enough sleep. And then other things, you know, people say, well, how can I possibly put myself first when I've got two small children that are, you know, that require so much attention? But you can find little pieces of time throughout the day to make your own. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just savoring a cup of coffee in the morning, you know, or, or it's you've got 10 minutes while you're waiting for something, your kids are playing happily, read a book, put your feet up, do something that just brings you a little bit of joy, um, just so you can take really, really good care of yourself. Because like I said, I don't think that you can take the best care of your family and have really good relationships unless you've got the energy because you've been taking care of yourself. And, mm-hmm. and well, and I could talk about eating, I mean, eating well, exercising, you know, treat your body as well. You know, you feed your kids healthy food, but we don't always feed ourselves healthy food. And and how can we expect to keep up these hectic schedules when we're not just really taking good care of our health? It's, you know, I just, there are a few, thing, few things that really um, struck a chord with me here, Erin. I mean, first of all, I love it when you say pieces, you know, find those pieces of time. I just think that is so, what a helpful piece of, what a helpful tip for moms to think of it that way, you know, because then it, that think, doesn't that take you out of that overwhelmed state and, you know, it just sort of, it's, but it also gives you that little bit of time here and there so you, you can be centered and find yourself. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I think we tend to overlook our health. Um, especially when do, when things do get busy. But our health, uh, you know, you're mentioning how sleep, if you get enough sleep, you have those built-in protective mechanisms with sleep. Well, our bodies were designed to work uh, pretty darn well, you know, but we have to do our part, which is take care of them. And I, you know, I think that's um, that, that never goes away. And so I, I know that you've mentioned even going to sleep early, right? I mean, a lot of people... Well, and that's hard. Lot, yeah, that so hard. It, it can be. But you can make that, that's a, but when you make that a priority, doesn't that change everything? Oh, you know, absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing that I'm a real, by nature, I'm a total night owl, and I always have been. 
So I have to make a real effort to go to bed early. It can't. I can't just let it happen because it won't. I will mm-hmm. find something to do. I'll, I'll stay up writing. And, and since learning just the actual physical, biological, chemical impacts on your body, I, I really am trying to make a concerted effort. And so I have to start earlier. You know, I put my kids to bed really early. And then so that way I have a little time to, you know, spend doing my own thing and then my husband and I can hang out. But a big thing they say is your computers and your type of TV, they emit blue a blue light that is similar to the, it's in the same wavelength spectrum as the sun. So mm-hmm. your body can't differentiate. Hmm. It's just, you know, it, it keeps your brain stimulated in a way that makes it feel like it's daytime. So, I mean, it, I think it's really important to, especially if you're sensitive to wanting to be awake at night, to just kind of get those things, you know, maybe burn candles, keep it really calm, take a bath. If you're into drinking a glass of wine or chamomile tea or something like that, just you really have to unwind to make to make bedtime a priority. Mm, those are just those are such beautiful tips, Erin, and I know that's going to help so many of your listeners and followers. And um, I know that you um, you were mentioning energy, so obviously, um, if you if you make sleep a priority, obviously that's going to help with your energy levels. Um, but I know that there are a lot of um, sometimes other things involved with energy, and so I'm wondering um, what are a few things that women uh, or moms in particular, and women also of course as well, can do to take better care of themselves so that they have a greater energy to then take care of their families. Well, you know, when I think about energy, I just I think it all the, the primary way to have good energy is to take immaculate care of your health. And you know, one way to do that is to eat really well. Whether it's you know, clean eating or if you eat as many fruits and vegetables, it's kind of things that we already know to do. But we actually have to do them. And I think a way to make it enjoyable is to eat food that tastes really good. You know, Mm -hmm. healthy food doesn't have to taste bad. But another thing I really have started doing in my life is some different supplements and vitamins. You know, I think our immune systems get stressed just, you know, because we we do have maybe more anxiety or or, um, pressures on our time. And I think... Uh, just taking some multivitamins, some di- doing research on what your body might need, vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, definitely fish oil, some different things just to keep your your immune system really uh, strong and healthy so that, you you know, it's a huge part of having a lot of energy. So that, you know, getting enough sleep, eating well, and then I think exercising is another really mm. key component of having a lot of energy. You know, Sometimes when you're just kind of feeling blah, you might think, oh, if I have a little chocolate, it'll give me a boost. And, and maybe it will for a few minutes. But just getting out for a walk and getting some fresh air and getting, you know, a little vitamin D will do wonders for your energy levels. And I find that if I exercise, it's kind of, some people might think it's counterintuitive, but the more you exercise, the more energy you have. There's no doubt about it. The better shape you're in. Absolutely. Yeah, you can keep up with your kids better. You just feel you have that. Um, just that high high vibrational energy because you're absolutely vibrating health and and, um, able to, like I said, just keep up with the demands on your day. Mm. So I just think exercise has to be a part of your daily routine. And that's, and this is, um, you know, 
Sorry to interrupt there. I just that was I it's I it's so the more I learn about exercise um and the more I do it myself, the more I realize how crucial it is. And this is I think the this is an area I think a lot of not not just moms and not just women, but I think a lot of people get stuck here is, you know, how do how do you how do you find you know, so many of us think we have to like carve out this time for exercising, whereas really it should be just a part of our lives. But um, it should be that much of a priority. But I'm wondering, um, how do you? What do you say to to moms who are so busy, and especially you know if they're working outside of the home? Um, how do we make time for exercise? Because it does help, like you said, um, sort of create that high vibrational energy without using stimulants. This is something I'm a huge proponent of, is not using stimulants. And um, there's there's so many you know topics we can cover here, Erin. But this is um, I you know exercise. What are your tips for that? Because this is where a lot of us uh, fall off the boat. <laughs> Well, you know, I think the first step to making sure you get your exercise in is holding yourself accountable by, this sounds crazy, but actually, even if you don't have a lot on your schedule, actually scheduling it in. Sitting down Mm -hmm. on Sunday afternoon or Monday morning or whatever it is and thinking to yourself, looking at your busy week and thinking, well, gosh, Monday I have a meeting after work. I might have to go to the gym during my lunch hour. Or, you know, if you've got kids, Equip yourself so that you can get out and exercise with your children. Get the double stroller. I, I invested in a really nice double stroller, one of the best things I've ever done. You know, I just push my kids to the grocery store. I, 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 they are used to it. They've been doing it since they were little. Uh, I love having a gym that has child care because, mm. I mean, that really eliminates a lot of excuses. If it's raining, if it's snowing, you can still <laughs> go to the gym. And mm-hmm. if you can find a nice a gym that offers child care, you know, most of them have yoga classes, Pilates classes. If you're into pushing it up more, you can try spinning. And if you if you would sit down, put those workouts on your schedule, and get out the, uh, you know, most gyms have a, or, or even yoga studios have a calendar of their different classes. Look at them mm-hmm. and, and think, gosh, that one would be really fun. And put it on your calendar. And then if you see one that you think one of your girlfriends would enjoy, call her. Say, hey, would you like to go to yoga on, on Tuesday morning or Wednesday afternoon? And that way, you know, somebody else is going to meet you there. You can't, you know, you, can't, you have to go. You're holding yourself accountable. <laughs> and, you know, That's sometimes you great. even have to reward yourself a little bit. Say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to, it could be whatever, and it doesn't need to be food, it doesn't need to be anything like that, something really that you enjoy, whether it's sitting down and just watching a favorite mindless TV show. You know, at the end of the week, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to go get a pedicure, I'm going to do something special, because if if that's what it takes to get yourself to work out every day of the week, do it at first. But I think after time, if you make regular exercise a part of your life, you just, you can't live without it. You you really Mm -hmm. start to realize the health benefits and how good you feel. And when your life gets really hectic and you miss a few days, you can you can genuinely feel your body feeling differently, and you think, "Gosh, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to get back to my walking or my yoga or my spinning class at the gym or whatever it is." I I really think it has to be a priority, and I think if you are a mom and you've got kids, make them a part of it because you know, even mm-hmm. going and playing with them at the park and running around, you're, you're teaching them really good life lessons too on on how fitness is important. 
So. Absolutely. Absolutely, Erin. And, you know, I have to say, whenever I'm out, um, I go to the nature park a lot and just take a walk. And um, I, I'm always so inspired because I inevitably I, there are a lot of uh, moms moms there and families. And um, But especially when I see a mom running and I, she's got the double stroller, like you mentioned, um, with, you know, a kid in, in each side. And she's she's out there. You know, that is the most... Um, She's so full of courage and inspiration. I just it makes me think. Well, I can do anything, you know. If if she can do that, you know, like it's <laughs> and it doesn't. Um, I mean, seriously, that and it does take some planning. I think at first, and that's that's where the coaching part comes in, right? Because that's. I mean, any kind of habit that we're, um, you know, adding to our life is going to take some planning at first until it becomes like you said, sort of like brushing teeth or I guess that's my hope for everyone um, is that exercise will be just like just as important as sleep and just as important as breathing, you know, just as important as eating because in reality it is. I, I can't agree with you more. And, you know, people will say, I just cannot fit it into my schedule. I just, there's no time. But, you know, you, you sit, really sit down with them and evaluate, you know, their priorities and their time management and there is always time. You know, even if you have to do it with your children or if you have to wait, you go to bed early so you can wake up a little early and do it while your, you know, your partner's still at home with your kids, you can get up and go for a jog in the morning or a walk. There are always ways you can fit it in, always. And and so mm-hmm. when people say they don't have time, it, it, it's, I don't want to say frustrating, but, you know, um, I, I see people, I have got girlfriends who work full-time, have children, they they get up and go to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. I mean, they are that dedicated. And that's hard to do. That's mm-hmm. definitely hard to do. But they just they just know it's an integral part of looking and feeling their best. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do it. They make it a priority. And and priority isn't don't we make priorities for what is important? So that's I think it's it's really is about figuring out um, what your priorities are, what is really important to you, and if and if exercise. I mean, so this is sort of this sort of leads into my next question for you is, um, you know, um, well, this is all about we're talking about getting in shape now, and I know you've written a book about this, and um, but you know, so um, what are some of the most effective ways in your experience that moms um, can finally lose those last baby pounds and get into shape? Um, you know, just um, just sort of to take this a little bit further, and maybe this, maybe um, some of our, your listeners will find some inspiration in this, and then that will help them to sure. say, keep, make, to realize that this is a priority for them. Well, I'll tell you, when you are ready to lose those last few pounds, you just you don't feel like you're your best self. You just feel like you're you're. I can't even describe it, but I know after I I like to be a healthy, fit person, and and after giving birth, your body just goes through such a major change that. Um, you know, and for a while you can be really nurturing and understanding, you're nursing, you're recovering. Then you get to this point where you're like, you know what, this isn't me. I, I really want to get back down to that that place where I just feel vibrant and thin and I feel like I can, you know, wear a swimsuit at the beach or, you know, whatever it might be. And that's when you have to do something a little different. Whether I, And I honestly think that's when you have to be immaculate with your sleeping. You need to really watch what you're eating and and I'm not a big fan of counting calories or being on diets. I don't think they're sustainable. But, you know, you do have to eat well. You have to eat really well. You have to eat fresh food, healthy food, stuff that just gives you energy and, and gives you brings you life. And and if you really want to lose the weight, you, you know, you're going to have to cut out any fast food, you know, food that really is processed, sugar. Oh, my goodness. 
research on sugar mm-hmm. just really indicates the multitude of problems that causes inflammation and just all kinds of things. It makes it really a lot harder to lose weight if you're eating a lot of sugar. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, the, the things that I've done to really lose those last few pounds is I've trained for something. Whether it's mm-hmm. um, a, a few times I've done a couple of triathlons after having babies um, or or just wow. like a 5K or 10K or, you know, training for something where you're kind of committed. And the first thing you need to do is sign yourself up and pay the entrance fee. So <laughs> and make sure it's a realistic time frame. You've got enough time to train. You know, don't sign up for half marathon if you're not a runner and it's in 10 weeks. That would be uh, – that would just would be a horrible – Thing to do to yourself. Do something realistic. <laughs> Go sign up for a bike tour. And uh, the other thing I did that really worked for me when I, I was um, just wanting to really get in shape, I just had this desire, I actually hired a personal trainer. Uh-huh. And that, I think I did a 10-week plan, and it was hard. What the trainer does is they push you in a way that you don't push yourself. You know, you go to the gym, you kind of work out, and you push yourself a little, but the personal trainer pushes you to a whole new level. Or um, you can do one-on-one Pilates classes or yoga classes where you've got somebody right there with you kind of pushing you and, and helping you through it. Um, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just a big fan of coaching and using experts mm-hmm. in their field to help push you to the next level. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Erin. And that's, I mean, that's what you're doing. This is what you're, one of, one of your the expert hats that you wear is, is being a coach. And um, this is, uh, it's such an exciting field, I think. And I know you're absolutely right. There, There is another level that you can take your life to when you do work with a coach. And um, I think anyone can benefit from it. And I just, um, I love, uh, there's so many things that you said that I loved. Um, first of all, you were talking about sustainability. And I think that's a, a great word, especially when you're talking about moms and, you know, finding that balance and, you know, um, especially when there's so many things going on and, um, you know, especially when you're, if you're thinking about, okay, if you've got your, your kids and your husband and maybe you work and, and then you want to lose those last pounds and yet you don't want to lose your mind at the same time. Um, so sustainability, it doesn't have to happen overnight, um, but the, I, do, I love when you were mentioning fresh food and it is about increasing creating and increasing that vitality in your body. And I think, um, did you find this true, that the more you sort of listen to what your body is asking for, especially if you're working out at the same time, your body's going to naturally be asking you for that really fresh food, I think. Oh, and, there's no um, doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So it, it kind of works to your benefit to work out when you're when you're losing those last pounds because it – you're, 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 then you're going to need more f- fresh food to feed to build your muscles and recover. And so absolutely. And you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. When you eat really well, you eat food that's you know delicious but fresh and and just normal food. You know, it doesn't have to be all quinoa and, and kale and and things that. I mean, I actually do like those things, but you can <laughs> you can do it just with healthy fresh food. And what you find is that when you treat your body really well, you're exercising, you're eating well, you're eating enough. You don't want to starve yourself at all. But then you'll, mm-hmm. let's say you're you're traveling or something and, and you, your husband says, let's go through Taco Bell. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, this is kind of a treat. So you order yourself something. I don't even mm-hmm. know what it would be, a bean burrito. I used to love bean burritos in college. Or, or you know, just a Mexican pizza or whatever. And you realize you feel awful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't, I, yeah. hey, everyone's more <laughs> That is 
something everybody should partake in if it's something they really love. But I realized I don't really love that, and it made me feel really cruddy. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. The more that you take care of yourself and treat yourself well, the less those quote unquote treats that we used to that we think used to think were rewards really aren't treats or rewards at all. They're just you know they're it's it's it is junk food, and um and your your body is is you know designed to to thrive on on fresh food. I just I love that phrase, fresh food. Um it just I've always loved it. So and it's it's just so true. And and also something else, I know this is something we were talking about just a little bit earlier, but I think it's really true that fresh food is going to help your immune system stay strong and and you probably know this too, Aaron, but about I think is it like set, at least 70% of your immune system is in your is is in your digestive tract. So I don't know if a lot of people know that or make that connection, but um, you know what you're eating directly has an impact on your immune system. And so if you're, you know, if you're a really busy mom and you're doing, if you think you're doing everything you can to keep your vitality levels up, and yet you're eating things like sugar, sugar is um, everywhere, and it's uh, it can really um, also kind of mess with your immune system. But just um, it's just everything is kind of tied together, isn't it? And I think oh, there's this, this real yeah, and there's this real beauty. I just I remember reading on your website um one of the first things you you said on there, I can't remember which page it's on, but you said something like is there something 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 beautiful inside of you that wants to come out? I you have to tell me the exact phrase, but I was really struck by that because um I think that everything that we're talking about here today for for moms and for women is is about you know, um, there's something beautiful, isn't there, about that that wants to be expressed um, by I, women I think, and by moms, and you know, this is and it's hard. This is it. I, I think that this is. I think this is how you get there. I think a lot of women feel mm-hmm. frustrated, like I know there's something beautiful inside of me that I need to express, but I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to get there, and then they get almost anxious about it. And mm-hmm. really, all you have to do is just live your life with joy, take really good mm. care of yourself. And, and and if you take the time to meditate and be quiet and be still, everything comes clear in time. It might take a year. It might take two years. But there's that something inside of you that is really special and unique, and it can only be brought to the world by, by you, really. Mm. And so uh, I think sometimes if you let your life just, you know, take you where it's taking you, you don't really take the time to listen to what that is. And and unfortunately, I would mm-hmm. say that's probably a majority of people don't ever express that beautiful thing inside of them because they don't take the time to figure out what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, they're tied together. Yeah. I mean, I think taking care of yourself, all this stuff is so intertwined. And I think once you really kind of take it upon yourself to get interested in one of them, mm-hmm. they sort of all start to become interesting to you. Like let's say you make mm-hmm. it one of your goals to... Eat, eat more healthfully. And then, you know, it's like, well, gosh, if I'm eating this well, maybe I should move my body too, or, you know, it kind of sounds good to exercise. And then while you're exercising, maybe you're out walking on a nature trail, and you're like, this is really beautiful and spiritual. I feel connected to God. Maybe I should try meditating. I, I, it is so intertwined, kind of like all of humanity. It's just one thing sort of leads into another. Mm-hmm. I got off track. It is. <laughs> no, not at all. No, there is there is no such thing. And there's... <laughs> This is this is what I love though, and this is where I love where conversations can go. And I think this is 
this is it right here. What, exactly what we're talking about is um, we've we're we're in a really busy society, aren't we? And you know, oh, yeah. and I think especially moms, there's a lot of pressure, um, you know, to to perform at a certain level, to you know, to be the perfect mom. To and a lot of and a lot of moms are are juggling jobs as well, and they're trying to do everything perfectly, and it's just it feels like you know. <laughs> How is this? How is it possible to keep all of these things in the air at the same time, um, and yet still, you know, keep my sanity? And and yet the the real the peace and the calm that I hear you talking about, you know, and this interconnectedness, like this web of life. It's you know everything is connected, and the more we start to realize that, and the more I think we relax into that. Um, which I think, which is what so much of self care is about, is slowing down, and no matter what you have going on. Um, slowing down and and sort of relaxing back into that web a little bit, you know. Um, everything, doesn't it, like whenever we give priority, um, give, you know, whatever is the most important to us and we give our attention to that, doesn't that everything sort of end up working out anyway? Oh, definitely. You know, actually it's funny you say that because it's a powerful exercise that I have done in my life. One of my friends said that she did this with a financial planner, which I thought was really interesting. But sitting down and, and writing down different things in your life that take up your time and then numbering them in order of priority. Let's say it's ten things. And what number one might be your relationship with God or your relationship with your husband or your relationship with your partner or your children. You know, they're usually the top ones. And then, you know, your health. I mean, really, you can't do anything else in life if you don't have your health. So you number all these things and then you number where you spend your time. And you find mm. you might be spending your time in a way that does not align with your priorities at all. And I think that's what causes a lot of dissatisfaction in life. Mm. That's a great way of putting that. It's I think that and it's really important I think for um for moms and for women and for all of us really to to slow down and take the time and let's like make that list, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, "Oh no, another list." But this is a pretty important one, right? Because it's going to this could change the game for you. Um what is really important to you? Um what are your main priorities and how would you like to see, you know, your life uh, bloom in that way? Excuse me, and um, you know that's. I just you know I can't of, of all the things that we can do. I just think that um, sort of getting in touch with. Um, I know that this is really true in coaching. Uh, you know, with um, whenever we're you know um, trying to accomplish a goal, whatever that goal may be, whether it's losing those last pounds or getting more energy or figuring out a way to um, to find those pieces of time um, so that we can be better moms and better partners. Um, you know, you have to, at one point, figure out what your highest ideals are. And we're talking about priorities, but another way to put it is ideals, right? Like, what are the what are your highest ideals? You mentioned God and you know your your husband and your partner, your family, your health. I mean those are those are those are pretty those are those can be ideals for people. So um, that's a that's a great place to start. And you know I think we have so much going on sometimes that we overlook the most obvious things that are right in front of us that are the most important to us. So um, you know it's just there's just there, I think there's just too much going on. <laughs> Well, and you know, a big part of it is getting clear, becoming clear. Mm, when you're so busy yes. and when there is so much going on, I think that people say, you know, I'd like to set goals, I'd like to have different things, 
but they're not really clear as to what that is. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, before you can you can start moving in that direction, you this is basically what I saw as what you were saying. You have to become really clear as to what you want in your life. What are your priorities? What is my passion? What am I going to... And then, and then figure out the steps that you need to take to get there. You know, if your health is a priority, but you eat really processed, junky food and you don't exercise, you're not living in alignment with your highest self. You know, you're sort of living a dichotomy. I think that that leaves people feeling a sense of uh, just discontent, you know, overwhelming discontent. Mm-hmm. That's a great way of saying that, overwhelming discontent, whereas in reality um, we're built to feel joy, as you were mentioning, and to feel happiness. Um, so, And it's not as everybody thinks, oh, it's so challenging to change, but it's really not. It's really, really subtle things that make make a huge difference. You know, focus on fresh food as opposed to processed food, for instance. Just focus on that just for a little bit and see what happens. And um, and I know that, Erin, um, I know you have a lot of advice for mothers, and I was wondering, since we're kind of getting into uh, maybe talking a little bit about happiness here, um, what advice would you have to help mothers feel happier every day with all that, er, that all that they have going on? Well, you know, I, I honestly think that happiness has to become a habit. It's mm. it's a shift in your perception. It's a shift in how you perceive the world, and mm. you have to practice it. And, you know, like you said, it can have start with little steps, but the first step to happiness is to feel really good. You know, mm. it's, it's hard to feel happy when you're exhausted, you feel run down, you're overwhelmed. And so, you know, like I said, I think you have to take really good care of yourself. We've already talked about that. But I also think organizing your life is a big part of feeling happy, and that sounds crazy. And and I'm not saying obsessive organization or anything like that, but if your life is out of control genuinely, it's going to leave you feeling stressed out. If you can do little things to organize your life, uh, as a mom, you know, you're taking care of more people than just yourself Organizing yourself, your schedule, just being more organized, honestly, can lead to such a sense of, of peacefulness and, and happiness. So it just takes a little more effort. And, you know, being a mom definitely will bring you the highest highs you can have in your life, but also can bring you some really low, some lower lows. It's, it's difficult. It's draining. You know, you're always giving. And so you just have to really, you know, take the time to take really good care of yourself. But... One of the things that I think children do so well, and if you have kids in your life, whether they're your own or your nieces or nephews, or children are so good at being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure many people on this call, if they're interested in this type of thing, you've maybe read The Power of Now or some of Eckhart Tolle's work where he really talks about just living your life in the moment. And what I see a lot of women doing, in particular mothers, is getting totally stuck in their head. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of the leading causes of unhappiness. They're continually stewing about all they have to do or what somebody said or, uh, you know, their mind is just continually turning. And if you just observe a child, they are living 100% in the moment. So if you can take the time in the morning to not only do the meditation, get your mind clear, but also plan your day, do some org- just organizing, organizing and planning, then you don't have to think about it again. Your day is going to run more smoothly, and you can truly take those moments. And there is something really powerful that a child experiences or or your friend or your spouse or anybody when you give them your 100% fully present attention. It is so cool. Mm. My my kids just, they, I, I want, they just eat it up. 
That's that's all <laughs> people really want from each other is your full attention. And I've noticed, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a lot going on. I'm anticipating an email from somebody. I'm, I've got my iPhone there. I'm distracted. <laughs> um, my daughter's trying to tell me something after school, and I'm like, okay, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. And she <laughs> she knows it. She's like, okay. Yeah. So when your mind is racing, you've got so much to do, just take a few, depth, few deep breaths and, and, you know, do whatever it takes to just bring yourself back into the moment. And for me, being present is one of the first keys to being really happy. Um, mm. And then sitting down and finding that. out what really brings you joy. I, you mm-hmm. know, some people, I don't even think they realize what does bring me joy. And hmm. you can find joy. I think they, they, they're expecting it to be something so big. You know, oh, gosh, if I had this house down the street that is a 1,000 square feet bigger, I think I would be so much happier. Well, I mean, really think about that. What what really would bring you joy? If it's a different job or if it's – some people think if they were 10 pounds lighter, that would make them happy. Well, and, you know, then they need to take steps towards moving toward that. But you have everything that you need to be happy right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you realize that when you see people suffering in, in terrible conditions or people who suffered terrible, debilitating accidents, and they're still happy. Mm-hmm. You know, happiness is just a state of mind that you can choose at any point. But getting back to what I was saying, you know, sitting down and just figuring out what brings you a lot of joy. So if if you sit down and you're writing and you realize, gosh, when I was a kid, I really loved to sing or I loved to dance. Mm-hmm. That just was so much fun to me why not go do something in that area? Why not go join your church choir or go try a dance class or something that might be really fun um, just to bring a little more joy into every day? I think those are little things you can do just to to feel more happy. But every one of us, I think, has kind of a set disposition. My -hmm. husband always said, you know, this isn't fair, Erin, because, you know, you're happy. You're just a happy person. You can't compare that. You know, some people just don't feel happy in the morning. (laughs) And... so he has said that to me for years now, and, and, and I do believe him that we all have a disposition, but I've watched him, myself, over time, becoming a happier person because he's made a choice just to let things roll, just to, you know, seek happiness, mm-hmm. seek joy in, in little things, whether, it, you know, for somebody that feels like they have nothing to be happy about, you know, just really think about that because everybody has something to be happy about. And you can sit down and even just look out your window at a beautiful scene and enjoy a cup of tea or Mm. read a book. Little things can just make you so happy. Excuse me. But another thing that happens, I think, is your relationships, Mm -hmm. Um, maintaining your relationships. And, you know, I think people, it's, it's actually a proven fact that people that have really strong networks of support and friendships and relationships with their family or their friends or their spouse or whoever it is, you know, those are key to having a really fulfilling, happy life too. So Mm -hmm. making sure that you are nurturing them and making phone calls, you know, meeting your friends for lunch or for coffee or inviting them over, whatever it is. I think think we're meant to be social beings overall. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely you need your time alone, but I think relationships are key to just being really, really happy and, and just choosing little things throughout your day to make you feel happiness. Mm. I could go on and on, Hello. clearly. No, I no, and I know you have um, so many wonderful tips, Erin, and um, I love how you kind of mentioned that happiness is a habit, 
And I love that. And happiness is also a choice. I think those are both um, really great and um, really true as well. And kind of what I heard you saying is, it's, it kind of sounds like it's about engaging. You know, there's, I mean, you were talking about like how, one, it sounds like to me like one of the huge blessings, I know there are many, but um, with ha- having children is that they are so present, like you were mentioning, and yet they also expect, they they crave that um, presence from you too to engage with them. Um, so there, talk about, you know, a wonderful, um, and, and how much joy is in that, in you know, in, in that engagement with your children. You know, like, um, that that alone is, I think, um, you know, a great way to sort of uh, kind of slow down and be in the moment and experience the joy that's all around you. And you were mentioning, you know, relationships, about engaging, making sure that you have the support that you need. And um, if you're ever feeling – and also in being organized. I mean, that's – I think is especially true for moms. I can only imagine. I mean, you know, that just takes some of the pressure off of you. But I just – I love the idea of um, – Happiness really is kind of a, a choice, isn't it? Um, it's it's something I think that we always think is, you know, beyond the next hill or, you know, it's the next chapter or, um, you know, whatever whatever may be our way of looking at it. But it's really right in the moment, isn't it? And I think the more that we sort of sink into the present moment, which is sort of part of what we've been talking about here, it doesn't it sort of just naturally, isn't there kind of joy just waiting for you right there? Absolutely. And the more you just see it around you, the more you're satisfied with what you have. It's it's really the mm. craziest thing. Um, <laughs> I love that. You know, you might think you, you need something bigger and better, and then when you start seeking beauty in, in what you have already and taking really good care of what you have already and making mm. the best of what you have already, that all of a sudden, you know, you care about it more and it seems more beautiful. And you don't have that desire for something bigger and better and newer and you and you feel a sense of satisfaction it's really funny i just had an experience like that with our car we (laughs) my husband and i we bought two nice cars a long time ago and we both worked full-time and and you know money wasn't an issue and and now my car is getting pretty old and it's still a very nice car though um but it's old and so there's a part Mm -hmm. of me thinking gosh you know I i should really get a new car you know, it's time, you know, and then I, one of my girlfriends just got a beautiful new card I wrote, and I was like, this is so nice. And I was like, you know, that's not how I should be spending my money right now. It's mm-hmm. My car is actually a great car still. So I went and I got it. I washed it, and I vacuumed it, and I cleaned out the five pounds of Cheerios and crackers and, <laughs> you know, washed the car seats, put them all back in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my car is great. And honestly, I have zero desire for a new car anymore. I'm just I'm satisfied <laughs> with what I have. Such a small example, mm-hmm. but um, that's a great. No, that's wrong a, with, perfect. There's nothing wrong uh-huh. with wanting a new car or yeah, or wanting new better clothes or dressing beautifully or liking nice things. There's nothing wrong with it. But when it consumes you, or it's all you think about, or you feel unhappy for not having them, that's when it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you Absolutely. think that having those things is going to bring you joy because, you know, you see all these people that have everything in the world who are so unhappy mm-hmm. and it just becomes mm-hmm. more and more clear that having things will never, never bring that, that deeper mm-hmm. sense of happiness. Erin, mm, I, I love that metaphor of talking about your car. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Um, it's sort of, yeah, well, you again, what's right. <laughs> you can do that with it's your house, so true. your clothes. <laughs> Or, you it's know, so true. Fresh, 
paint, fresh coat of paint is wondrous for bedrooms too. I just painted my room and all of a sudden I'm like, mm. I don't even think I need new furniture anymore. It looks so good in here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Um, no, it can be all of a sudden you have a whole new perspective and it's, you know, you're in the, you're in the same place, but it's a whole new perspective. And I just, I love what you said, taking care of what you, what you already have. Um, cause there's so much that we already have. I just think that's, um, you know, we have to be so, just kind of learn to be, I think that's part of it is being grateful for what's right in front of us. And, um, oh, gratitude, I, yes. gratitude, gratitude, um, and just presence, you know, um, and I, I know that, um, this is, I mean, there's so much we can talk about, and um, I definitely um, definitely want to let uh, listeners know about your your work, Erin. Um, since we only have a few minutes left here, um, you know, I was going to ask you, um, maybe just really quickly, but maybe this is tied in with your website and your book that's coming up, um, you know, how, how can moms get inspired and feel empowered to live their purpose and follow their dreams? Um, with all the other demands they have on their time and energy. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I also think this is um, related to the work that you do as a coach and a writer and a speaker. And um, so I was wondering if you could maybe address that for us a little bit and also maybe tell us about um, the work that you do and your book that's coming out and how people can contact sure. you. And okay, Sure, absolutely. You know, I thought the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I lived for many years not living my own dreams. And, you know, I, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from a very, my family's, you know, Norwegian, hardworking, and you do practical things. I ended up going to college for biology and chemistry. I went to graduate school for engineering. I got a safe job in a consulting firm, and I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. That was a part of my process. I needed to do that. I've gained awesome experience doing that. But there was also something inside of me, like you said, that something different, something beautiful that I, I wanted to write. I loved writing. And so, you mm-hmm. know, I've been writing my whole life in different aspects. But, um, And then I had ch- a child, my first child, and I thought, gosh, now I really, how am I ever going to live my dream life? You know, now I've got responsibility and, it, you know, but I still felt that simmering inside of me. And, and I, I just realized what was holding me back was my own thinking. And really, you know, you can make a number of excuses as to why you can't achieve your dreams. And motherhood is a darn good excuse in some respects. I mean, it's just harder. (laughs) And, um, you know, you've got the time factor and a lot of different things, but nothing can hold you back. You you look at moms that accomplish phenomenal things, and you realize, Mm -hmm. if anything, you should be empowered. You should be empowered to do everything you've ever dreamed of and more. And there's a time for everything. I think another thing that moms need to realize is that our lives have seasons. And so when you've got a brand-new baby, it might not be the time for you to follow your acting career dream. You know, it it might be time for you to do something a couple times a week. You know, you have to start with where you are, and um, then you can build upon that. And I think another thing that holds so many women back, I know it held me back, is fear. It's a huge blockade for so many of us, you know. It's fear that prevents us from living our lives to the fullest. And so the goal is to recognize what our fears are and then neutralize them, and then we have the power to move forward. You know, really, it's hard to put yourself out there. Like, if your dream is to be a writer, I mean, this is is my thing. I just submitted my book to my editor, my entire book. And when I sent it, 
I felt this <gasps> anxiety, like, what if we hate it? And I think it's a human nature. And then yeah. when she actually called me, she's like, it's wonderful. I was like, well, really? Mm-hmm. And I almost didn't believe it. I'm like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had that fear inside of me that mm-hmm. it, it's very, it's a vulnerable place to be to put yourself out there. But if mm-hmm. you've got something inside of you, you know, and I feel like people's dreams are those, those little things that pop into your head. It's almost God talking to you, and it repeats itself. You hear it. Um, maybe your your dream is to work with children in some respect, even if you have your own, but to help children, or or maybe it's to coach people, or maybe whatever it is, it's just that thing that you think about a lot, you know? And, and the thing that if you had an extra hour to spend, you'd want to spend researching it or doing it. And so I, I just think... If, if any of you guys have watched Oprah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Oprah. There, he had a yeah. woman on her show named Karai Treads. Karai was a guest on her show who was from Zimbabwe, and she grew up in just a, a, a situation that is unimaginable for most of us, just poverty and in a culture that didn't, didn't value women at all. They, didn't, they weren't allowed to attend school. But her dream was, you know, to move to the United States and to live a better life and to, and to show that women are intelligent. And so she wrote it on a piece of paper and hid it under a rock. Mm-hmm. And so somehow, I don't remember the entire story, but she met a, an employee of Heifer International, which is a group I really think is fantastic, and she somehow made her way to the United States. Um, she actually had an abusive husband who was deported finally, and this single mother, I, I believe she had like five, I'm pretty sure it was five children. She ended up doing, she didn't have any form, formal education, but somehow she was able to take the, get her GED in, in a, not her native language, go to college, go to, got her master's degree, and finally got her PhD. So mm. wow. when I see this woman overcoming adversity that I can't even imagine, I she pops into my head whenever I think I can't do it because, <laughs> Mm. If she can do it, any of us can do it, really. <laughs> so, you know, like we were talking about earlier, getting clear onto that, what our dream life is, and then, you know, what if, if there's a process that I walk people through to get clear on what their dreams are, I'd be happy to talk about that further. I know we're about to run out of time, but then you really have mm-hmm. to set goals, and you have mm-hmm. to break those bigger dreams down into really small steps. When you're a mom, it, you know, don't set a, an unattainable goal for yourself. Have it be small. Have it be spend half an hour researching graduate schools or or find somebody I could talk to about this. Whatever it is, you're moving in that direction. Um, and so I, I'm just passionate about all this stuff. I could talk for hours. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is at the moment I have a day or a I write three times a day in my blog, or three times a week. <laughs> Monday, okay. Friday, <laughs> Friday. <laughs> uh, that would be really day. impressive. <laughs> three times a week at herinspiredlife.com, mm-hmm. and I'm also in the process of developing a new website, Erin Cox, E-R-I-N-C-O-X.com. That should be up and running within a month, okay. and I do coaching on a one-on-one basis. What I'm going to start doing in a few months is developing online courses that can be done alone or they can incorporate coaching from me. And I'm also trying to work to develop a team of women to coach on different different aspects of, of everything mm-hmm. that my book covers. Um, so the book One Hot Mom and a Guide to Getting Your Mind and Body Back After Baby, 
that will be my first book coming out in October. I will be going on a on a book tour, and um, I'm hoping to get up to Portland, Edie, so I can I can oh. see you there. And I'm in all the major cities. <laughs> That's uh, so fabulous, Erin. So yeah, it's just so exciting. I, I hope, yeah. It's so exciting, and I, I just want to thank you. I, I know we're out of time. I just want to thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us today. And uh, I know that um, you were mentioning your website, um, herinspiredlife.com. That's on the show page here. If, if people wanted to contact you, is that a good way to do it? You know, that's a great place because it has a link to my email. You can find my okay. Facebook page, Her Inspired Life, okay. or you can go to Aaron, um, facebook.com forward slash Erin Elizabeth Cox or, okay. or Her Inspired Life. And uh, I believe, I don't know if I've got a phone number there, but if somebody would like to talk yeah. to me or is interested in coaching or anything, there's a, an email form on the contact me part of my website. That's a, a great oh, person to start. Erin, thank you so much. I'm so grateful and um I just thank you so much for being here and um oh, I just thank you know you. Yeah, thank you. I and I guess we'll we'll touch base soon. So um I guess um thank you so much, Erin, and um thanks everyone for listening and uh we will hopefully you'll tune in again next time and thanks again everyone. This has been the Wellness thank Coach you, on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Erin. Bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.